Hello, beautiful people. I wanted to talk today about something that came up for me recently in my own therapeutic journey. Something that reminded me of the importance of having a shared understanding to a certain extent of the third culture experience between therapist and client. It was a good experience for me, but quite painful to feel misunderstood actually by my own very talented, very capable therapist. Simply around the matter of risk taking. It was a fairly light, not intended to be soul searchingly difficult comment that they made to my memory towards the end of a session, which was around an invitation they gave me to take some time to consider how I could take more risks. I'd spent quite a lot of time, I think, sharing about my need to be organised and feel on top of life and probably one of my ever-returning stresses, which is just feeling like I'm behind, like I'm not working hard enough, not doing enough. That word enough comes up a lot for me. Perhaps that's familiar to you too. And they talked about, you know, taking taking a few risks around not, not playing it safe all the time, not, not being two steps ahead, and how that could feel, to just lean into that. I spent the next three days furious with them. Again, very lucky that, that they were as talented as they were, actually, and and, and held their confidence in driving me bonkers. Because what came out of my frustration was a slow dawning recognition that my, that my emotional response was really not intended. I hadn't been challenged or or criticized in the way I actually felt myself to be but but there was this kind of outrage in me a kind of you want me to take risks are you kidding me and I started to explore why I was objecting so much to being seen as somebody who didn't take risks I started doing what I think a lot of us do when we're in therapies. We start Googling the issue. What are healthy risk-taking behaviours? Goes into Google. And I realised that there are many risks I have in fact taken. I've started my own business. I'm one of the first to reach out to new people, to have new conversations, to join a club, to travel to another country, to um, start a new hobby. A lot of the things that are on the lists of risks are things I have already done. So why was I giving my therapist the impression that I don't take enough risks, that I always play it safe? And I realised that we'd had a miscommunication. 
Those things, I don't even process as risks. And the things that other people don't consider risks terrify me. And that's because of my story. I am the butt of a few lovingly intended jokes of my nearest and dearest because of my over-reliance, as they would perceive it, on the sat-nav. It doesn't seem to matter how many times I've gone to a place, I would much rather use the sat-nav than go it alone. Part of this I put down to growing up in a country where for a a significant portion of my, my childhood we didn't actually have our own car, we didn't do our own navigation, we used taxis. So paying attention to where I was going was never something I was very used to. Even when one takes a bus here in the UK, you're, you're looking at the route, you're working out when to press that little button to, to kind of anticipate the next stop so that you don't miss it. And I just grew up not ever paying attention to those things. I don't have a way of mapping the landscape in my mind. And if I did, it would be the wrong landscape because I changed them so many times. So there is something very deeply lacking in confidence in me around how to navigate. And I'd gotten that far in my understanding of myself and there it sort of stopped. And then I remembered, it's not just confusion, I get anxious. I get worried at the notion of getting lost or the real horror a road is closed, or there's a block somewhere and I have to reroute, and that scares me, and then I remember the number of military takeovers in the country I grew up in, how we heard stories of people getting arrested because they'd stopped accidentally and unknowingly outside a presidential home and were deemed a security risk. Getting stuck somewhere was dangerous. Not knowing where you were going was dangerous. It made you a target. And all of that unconsciously absorbed fear I've brought with me to the UK, where the worst thing that happens if you get lost here is you pull over and have to deal with somebody's unintelligible directions while you smile politely and carry on. That's it. That's the worst that's going to happen. But my body and my mind do not agree on this. And so my body does what bodies do best. That it simulates fear in me at the thought of it to help me keep myself safe by protecting myself, by constructing defences, by always having a sat-nav. Why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because I think there is something about the power of knowing our stories that helps us understand why some things feel scary to us and other things don't. Risk-taking for a TCK is probably going to look very different from that of their domestic peers. And this is so important for us to know. I took a gap year 
between my sixth form finishing high school years and university and part of that was a logistical necessity. I hadn't lived in the country long enough to be considered a UK resident student so to avoid foreign student fees I was going to take a gap year. But really I wanted to spend a year just living and working with my UK peers to try and figure out this country before moving away from home. It was a good opportunity for me, a a bit of an adventure. And nobody could understand my choice there. I remember my headmaster pulling me aside and saying, why aren't you going on one of these gap year trips? You could go to Ecuador, you could go save orangutans, you could go teach English as a foreign language why aren't you doing any of those things? And I said, I've done those things. That's not the adventure for me. The scary thing is going to be to stay here. The scary thing is to figure out how buses work. To figure out how to hold a conversation over a cigarette break at work. The scary thing is here. And that didn't make sense to him, and that didn't make sense to a lot of people. And I know I'm not alone. We can get a reputation for being fearless. We can get a reputation for just hopping on a plane and starting our life over somewhere else. And the things that make us scared are just so different. For some of my clients, and for me too at times in my story, a truly terrifying thing could be maintaining a friendship for longer than three years. It could be going back to a relationship after a conflict. It could be leaving a relationship because heaven knows we don't choose to leave. For a lot of us, The idea of choosing endings is just excruciating. And then for others of us, given that we know endings will come, we choose all of them and we preempt everything. So staying becomes the risk. It's different for all of us because of our stories. When the COVID-19 panic buying thing happened, I felt so prepared because I have lived with two weeks, probably more, worth of stock in my cupboard since I first began to run my own home. Because coup d'etats, right? Who doesn't have a stash of toilet paper already? So for me, as I determined with my therapist that week, for me, taking a risk is letting myself run out of tinned tomatoes, letting myself use the last tin and think to myself, I'll get to the shop sometime, no worries. That has to be such a deliberate decision for me to run out, to push something off to another day, to not double check with a friend whether or not I'd accidentally offended them. To hold back on the uber preparedness and hypervigilance 
that I think a lot of us live with. Risk-taking might look like not achieving as much, not checking in as much, resting more, enjoying ourselves. Risk-taking is going to look different for you and it's so important if you're a TCK to really take the time, examine your story, think what are the things that feel normal to me and what are the things, where are the areas I feel least competent? Okay, there they are. Those tender places. Those risks. Where we feel silly where we feel less experienced. And if you're a caretaker of a third culture kid, try and hold this in mind as well. That while they're busy looking uber mature and, and running off and having these global adventures and ambitions and they might just really not know how the public transport system works. Or how to do small talk. Or how to stand up for themselves in a conflict. What's your risk that you're facing today, I wonder? There are so many to choose from. I hope you're being gentle with yourself, whatever it is that you're facing today. Just the eye of kindness as we gaze on our own struggles. It goes a long way. You're doing your best. And if somebody misunderstands, what to you is adventure and what to you is risk. They just don't know your story yet. Maybe there's a good opportunity to talk it out with them. It's one of the human threads that binds us, I think, is that however topsy-turvy it all works out, we all know what risk feels like and we all know what competence feels like even if they're in totally different areas. Thank you for listening. I don't know what you're getting from this podcast or if you've listened to any other episodes, but whatever you're taking away from this, I hope there is some sense that you're not alone. Until next time, bye.